basically it's when the tissue becomes more permeable and the cells literally become more leaky um, and there's that loss of structure. Uh, the tissue itself becomes more rigid. It becomes, I guess, kind of unresponsive um, and unfunctional. It loses that ability to adapt to its cells need. And when you look at the bigger picture, that it all comes back to um, a situation where the body's more estrogen dominant, um, accumulated PUFAs, low thyroid function, which is everything we're trying to address with our diet anyway, or all the other symptoms that we're trying to improve on in the body, and so you're like being one of them, then you know you can safely assume that when you correct that at a deeper level, that cellulite can only can only improve. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm sitting down with friend and co-founder of Saturate, Emma Skorakis, the nutrition coach. In this episode, we discuss cellulite, what causes it and how you can get rid of it. The good news is with the right diet and lifestyle changes, as well as the right training, you can reduce your cellulite and even get rid of it completely. I've seen women in our program do it. And you might be surprised at the advice we give you. It's not your typical drink more water and eat more green veggies. So as always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Insta stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets. Hi, everyone, and um, welcome back. I've got um, the lovely Emma, who really needs no introduction, because if you've been following me for a while, you'll know who she is. Um, she's a nutritionist that freed me from the stupid restrictive diets and hours and hours of cardio, and now we um, own a company called Saturay uh, together. But today, we wanted just to jump on and talk about cellulite. So I get, Emma, so many questions from women asking me, can you get rid of cellulite? Uh, and what causes cellulite, um, and you can actually get rid of it. I know this because there's women in our program that I see post photos in our Facebook page. You know, here's a picture of me, Kitty, when I first started. Here's a picture of me 12 months in, and you can see a visible reduction in their cellulite, which is just amazing. Um, so should we just talk about, I guess, what is cellulite? Like, well, hi everyone. First of all, yeah. nice to see you. <laughs> um, yeah, well, basically, it's when the tissue becomes more permeable and the cells literally become more leaky, um, and there's that loss of structure. Uh, the tissue itself becomes more rigid. It becomes, I guess, kind of unresponsive um, and unfunctional. It loses that ability to adapt to its cells' need. And when you look at the bigger picture, that it all comes back to um, a situation where the body's more estrogen dominant, mm. um, accumulated PUFAs, low thyroid function, which is everything we're trying to address with our diet anyway, or all the other symptoms that we're you know, trying to improve on in the body. And so you're like being one of them, then, you know, you can safely assume that when you correct that at a deeper level, that cellulite can only, can only improve. So, um, yeah, estrogen ties into that increased leakiness of the cells and mm. high estrogen as well as um, polyunsaturated oils accumulating mm. in the tissues both deplete thyroid hormone um, secretion. 
And let's, um, and we'll go back because people are probably like, oh, for, for women that probably haven't followed us for a while and they mm. don't understand what causes estrogen dominance, there's a lot of women that come to me because they're wanting to obviously feel better and restore their metabolism, but they want to look better. You know, they want, they want to have less body fat. And they've usually tried, like me, a heap of low calorie, quick fix diets and then they binge eat. So can you talk about how low calories, like not eating enough is contributing to that issue and dominance? Now, this is just one of the things. There's numerous things which we'll talk about. Um, well, when you don't eat enough calories, your body's going to be in a slightly more stressed state. It's not getting fueled efficiently and it uses cortisol to dissolve tissue to break down proteins to create backup energy, I suppose. So... Um, when the body is well fueled, that in itself lowers stress. That tells the body it's okay. You're not in a famine state. Cortisol can kind of start to bubble down a little bit and the body functions better. So we don't want to go too long without fuel, first and foremost. Blood sugar gets low, adrenaline kicks up. That's stressful to the body as well. And overall, you still want enough calories as well. So eating more frequently, eating more in general for most women, um, mm. you do the same kitty, but most of my clients start with me and you look at how much they're eating and trying to survive on and it's ridiculously low. No wonder they're struggling. No wonder they don't sleep well. Um, you need enough calories to induce calm so you can actually get to sleep, stay asleep, have restorative sleep. Um, and, yeah, look, overall you just... You need more calories in general to keep stress down, to recover c completely, to, um, you know, repair the damage to muscle just done by training and exercise too. Mm. So the culmination of all those things will, you know, encourage the body to be more stressed, um, not recover sufficiently. Um, and then with that, you're not going to have the, you know, residual components to build these more youth-associated hormones, which counteract the stress, which counteract the estrogen, to build progesterone, pregnenolone, DHEA. And you need, you know, components of your diet for that. You need mm. enough thyroid hormone, which is built by a well-fueled liver, um, you know, to facilitate the pathways that make enough thyroid hormone. You need some cholesterol. You need vitamin A. You know, we harp on about vitamin A so much. Oh, the liver. The harp liver. on about the liver. You've got to get that <laughs> liver in, ladies. No, you know, if you, yeah. yeah. And if you, you can't, you you can't eat the can't. liver, eat the tablets, you know, yep. eat the liver capsules that we've made. We the take them. We take them. Mm. I've, I've given up cooking liver now because it's become so easy just to down the liver capsules, particularly with my kids going through a phase where, they don't love liver like they used to. Then I'm like, well, well who loves liver? Around cooking it, when <laughs> I don't actually love the taste of it. I ate it because it was good for me, and I still cook it on occasion when I can get it super fresh and I feel inspired to. But the convenience of downing those capsules is good for me too. But you know, if you consider that most women are coming off a a restrictive diet, restrictive mm. in general, it's high on salads and you know, I don't know, not my seeds, not seeds. <laughs> um, you know, diet foods, and it's super low on dairy for most part because that's mm. been really dissed by the health industry and most people have deliberately cut dairy out. So you've got mm. A, one of your main sources of vitamin A just gone. Um, most people aren't eating offal, you know, for no. the most part. I never mm. ate liver before I met you. No. Well, no. It's, it's not, I think in some realms, maybe the paleo realm, there's an appreciation for it, so people mm. are encouraged to eat it. But in most of your low-calorie, low-carb, 
diet culture kind of that sort of headspace. Um, mm. It's not considered one of your key weekly superfoods. So if you don't have dairy, you don't have vitamin A. I mean, sorry, you don't have dairy and you don't have liver. Good luck getting any vitamin A, really. You know, bioavailable, ready-to-go vitamin A as opposed to beta carotene. So if you don't have those key components too, um, you're setting yourself up for a body which is more compromised, doesn't heal very well, um, is low in function and therefore high in stress. And it's more conducive to you know, uh, the estrogen production, which is manifested and encouraged mm. by a stressful body. You know, a stressed cell can produce um, estrogen in itself, whereas progesterone, which counteracts the estrogen, mm. that is heavily reliant on vitamin A, on super, super good liver function, on plenty of, you know, calories coming in. So it's, it's more than likely you're going to be estrogen dominant and progesterone deficient. Um, and estrogen, when you talk about there's many different types of estrogens, but E2 specifically, which is estradiol, um, that literally increases the accumulation of fat, mm. specifically in areas that are typically affected by cellulite. Um, it makes the, the fibroblasts, which is the cells that um, synth synthesize, you know, the, the components that make up the structural matrix, the, the collagens, the framework, um, it renders them ineffective. So your cells become a bit more, uh, they're predisposed basically to water retention, edema, um, they become leaky, they become permeable, they become sort of rigid, they're not functional, and then you get this kind of tissue that sits in those pockets, particularly around the thighs and the bum, um, that looks a bit, you know, dodgy and a bit dimply and, yeah, it doesn't look sort of formed and smooth. Um, so very much correlated with estrogen. Um, the polyunsaturated oils mm. also fit in within that because they, within themselves, are anti-thyroid, um, you know, anti-progesterone, I suppose, um, and do damage the cells in that way as well. And let's just quickly list off, because some people might not be familiar with what they oh, yeah. are. And I remember I used to eat, do you know, I used to have my morning tea used to be tuna, with flaxseed oil and green green beans. That used to be my morning tea. So flaxseed oil, fish oil, canola oil, any of the seed oils, basically. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to think. Soya, we said soybean oil. A lot of the ones that are touted as Loads of avocados. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's got both, doesn't it? Mono and poly. Yeah, mono, but it still has enough PUFA. I think Ray Pete has a good quote and he says, mm. avocados have enough PUFA, we say PUFA, meaning polyunsaturated mm. fatty acid, um, to be quite liver toxic, which is. Mm. I used to eat heaps of it. I'll have, <laughs> I'll have a avocado occasionally now, like if we have some yeah. chicken, you know, have it with lots of cheese. Yeah, delicious. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't get, yeah, like, gosh. Talk to I used to smash it. I was making. Same. And chocolate mousse out of avocados, Jesus. <laughs> it's um, like just make real chocolate mousse. Yeah, make it with egg yolks and yeah. real cream Sugar. and amazing. Yeah. Mm. And these are all really pro-metabolic. Oh, Emma, you know what the other one, the other big contributor I think too is hormonal contraception. Because oh, a lot of women are not only, you know, eating direct. the... Yeah, seed oils, doing the dumb diets and then they're taking... Medicating estrogen. Yeah, or they've got the marina in. Talk about how that contributes. Well, it is it is literal, you know, as opposed to, I mean, there's xenoestrogens in our environment, phytoestrogens in foods and 
a stressful state encourages your body to make more estrogen. So there's all of that. But on top of that, if you're taking the pill on a daily basis, you are medicating yourself directly with synthetic estrogen mm. and your tissues do accumulate the excess estrogen as well. So most women are just kind of riddled with it, mm. but um, obviously not a conversation we can have directly and tell everyone to come off the pill. That's mm. definitely a conversation you need to have, you know, with your doctor or with your partner and, and look into it yourself. But we would highly encourage you to, to question the, you know, synthetic estrogen that you're deliberately taking on a daily basis. Um, and, you know, the problems that can occur later down the track mm. with that additional estrogen load um, and all the female related cancers that are all, you know, mostly predisposed from, from all this additional estrogen. So yeah, I would question that question the HRT um, a lot of problems with that. And you could do everything you can to limit the estrogen in your diet and, and put all this effort into your diet. But if at the same time you're popping an estrogen pill on a daily basis, it's like, oh, mm. how, how much benefit can you get from your diet? Mm, totally. Now let's talk about the good news is that you can actually get, like I've seen it in our program, loads, women posting up their photos. Yeah. We do progress photos. Um, and like it obviously takes time. It's not a, a quick fix because most women have been doing all of these things for many, many years. So it might take you a few years, but I've seen women get rid of like cellulite on their legs and their hips. So let's talk about some of the things that they're they're doing. So I think, you know, let's talk about some easy things that people can implement, like the carrot salad. Yep. The carrot salad is a great one that you can eat daily that helps to remove the estrogen in your, and, and endotoxins in your intestines, what else? Eat more. Eat more food. That. That's it. Yeah. Eating, yeah, and eating frequently, um, you know, keeping a check that your blood sugar levels are keeping steady mm. and keeping well fed. If you ever get to that point where you've gone two, three, four, five hours and you haven't eaten and you kind of get the shakes, then you're reaching for the muffin at work and, you know, it almost takes over you that you just need fuel and you're kind of desperate for it. You've gone too long. Mm. So eat eat more, eat more frequently, keep up your sugars and salts. So salts are very important for directly inhibiting excess adrenaline. Um, salt is very underrated. Mm. Um, the hydrolyzed collagen or gelatin mm. or very gelatinous broths and stews and casseroles, they literally have all these amino acids that um, help the structural integrity of skin, of tissue, of bone. Um, so getting high-quality Hydrolyzed collagen is a really easy way to top that up, you know, stirring mm. your coffee, stick it in your smoothie. Because I think sometimes, like, I love to make um, lamb neck broth, but I don't always have time, you know. Yeah, so, like, and midsummer, you don't really yeah. need like, another casserole and a soup. <laughs> yeah, I think um, the, the premium, our premium collagen is just a really good way, the saturate one to just, I mean, I just, I just mix it in my coffee, you know. I oh, have I don't drink coffees. coffee without it now. It's, yeah. I don't taste it it's anyway. So easy. I kind of scoop in the sugar, scoop in yeah. the and yeah, I'm like why not? There's an opportunity to get more collagenous, you know, um, mm. amino acids right there. So mm. that's super easy. And I've seen, um, I've got clients who, you know, also buy it for their mothers. You know, elderly elderly mothers who've got riddled with joint pain, mm. knee issues, um, arthritis in their hands, quite debilitating. Mm. And they're not going to obviously say to them, you know, they might live alone and say, well, you should be cooking up a gelatinous stew every other day. Mm. You know, they've only got so much ability to do that and find all the raw materials. But for them to scoop some collagen 
into their cup of tea, then that's so easy. And the first thing they usually come back with is their knee pain goes first. It's really interesting. Um, usually when the cartilage is really degraded in the knee joint, it seems mm. I, I'm seeing that the, the collagen directly seems to help restore that. Mm. Well, my mum's been taking it and she said her skin and nails are awesome and also yeah all her joint pain's gone which is good yep. so i'm slowly trying to get her you know to do all these things yeah um, well and it's, it's an easy way to do it isn't it you're not saying mum, you need to pick up this from the butcher you need to simmer this for three hours you need to Mm-mm. you know that's <laughs> hours of your day gone um so by all means cook those kinds of food when you can but on a daily basis it's a good, good way to keep that topped up um so definitely yeah, but, that, you know, yeah. and, and limit the polyunsaturated oils in your diet, mm. being conscious of those and the sources of them, you know, swap out cooking oils for ghee, for butter, mm. for coconut oil. These mm. are all stable, saturated, not prone to that oxidation. Eat your liver and your oysters every liver week. And if oyster, you can't do the liver, just take the liver capsules. Again, because this is it. They're mm. going to build those more useful hormones. They have the key components for that. Um, you can eat, I mean, even just... As Kitty, you would attest to just building muscle, adding muscle. Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah, strength because training. That, yeah, that changes the cardio composition. There's less room for fat to sit because the muscle in itself breaks down the fat at rest. So just putting more muscle on your body. I, I doubt you've seen a very muscular female um, who's got a high muscle composition that carries cellulite. There's just there's no room for it. <laughs> Some, what? Someone who comes to mind, like two women actually, um, Anna and Sean are women in our program, and looking at their before photos, like, and they were pretty much doing everything that we talked about previously, low-calorie dieting or alcohol, they're drinking alcohol, you know, eating all the pufas on the hormonal contraception. They're like, Sean posted a photo of her legs the other day, like she was big too, like she was nearly 100 kilos and she's now down to 72 kilos and she posted a picture of her legs, these beautiful tanned nice muscular legs smooth and i'm like it's it's just incredible like she was so dimply and like it just it is it does show what you can do if you be really consistent with all the things that we've been talking about and you get stronger she's become a good lifter too you know um it's possible it's totally possible to get rid of the cellulite Um, and all these things anything that's going to discourage the body from creating cellulite which is going to you know and then shift the body away from being cellulitic like that Mm. is also the same stuff that's going to improve your digestion, your mm. intestinal integrity, your blood pressure, your thyroid hormone, your metabolism. It sort of all goes together. Um, mm. So more of this not only will make you function better but look better on the outside. Mm. 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 So there you go, ladies. That's what causes cellulite and that's how that you can – and remember, it's not a quick fix. You're not going to do all this. There's no like, magic pill no. that you can take. It's consistency over time. We're doing these things. Uh, anything that's good for the body is going to take time. Mm. It's, you've got to consider how long the body has been going that way, you know, and really appreciate that you've mm. got to give it just as much time to recover from that. Um, but shift the body into that more, yeah, high metabolic state. Mm. Awesome. Oh, thanks so much, Emma. Um, it was a good one to do because I've just been having, I always get questions, like I reckon at least once a week about the cellulite. Um, so, you know, if you have any questions at all about anything that we've spoken about, um, just you can comment on the video below and I'll, I'll answer them and um, I'll see you again next time. See you soon.